automatic fire detection. Where does it need to be? Disclaimer. This information will not make you competent at carrying out fire risk assessments. You should already have a formal qualification in fire safety and have spent time being mentored by experienced professionals. This information will simply help you in identifying where automatic fire detection should be installed. The first thing to do is buy a copy of British Standard 5839-1. Standards get updated from time to time, so make sure you have the most recent version. shop.bsigroup.com is the best website to check for the current standard. At the time of recording this, 2017 is the most recent version. Fire authorities would expect businesses to ensure they are compliant with BS 5839. While it isn't legislation, they'll insist companies follow it. In some counties, I've seen this first-hand in writing, namely in healthcare settings. The first thing to do is establish what level of fire alarm system is required. These are L1 to L5, P1, P2 and M. If you don't know what these are, then get 5839. The standard will also give you advice on what type of system needs to be installed in the premises type. For example, a care home should have an L1 fire alarm system installed. Basically, detection in all rooms, with only a few exceptions. But shouldn't the fire alarm maintenance contractor tell the company the level of fire alarm system installed and if it is correct? Yes, but in my experience, carrying out hundreds of fire risk assessments, very few contractors do this, and those that do don't always get it right. What about new builds? I hear you say. Shouldn't this have been signed off as compliant by building control? Yes, but again, experience has taught me this isn't always the case. Only recently I went into a premises only four years old with half a dozen missing smoke detectors. Some in high risk areas, so you can't rely on assumptions. If you don't feel it is your responsibility to identify this, then you shouldn't be working in this industry. Our role is to highlight risk and provide guidance on how to manage that risk. The most important thing to do is make sure you inspect 100% of the premises, including above suspended ceilings and loft areas. If you haven't seen these areas, then you can't fully confirm the level of detection present. There are a few exceptions to this, of course. You may not be able to get into some areas. Examples include lift shafts and in premises where people sleep, you may not be able to go into every bedroom. In these cases, you need to return at a later date to get full access if the client will allow it and pay you to come back. Or, as will happen most, note down, as significant findings, the areas you couldn't inspect and then the client can follow up on it. Take your time, go into each room and look up. Is detection present? Is it the correct type? If there isn't detection there, does there need to be? I've known some professionals take a judgment call, but you really should be referring to the standard on this. Do you know the difference between a smoke detector and a heat detector? Once you see the two side by side, you'll see the difference. Search for them on the internet and have a look. Occasionally you'll come across multi-sensors, which can be a smoke detector, heat detector, or both. Or older detectors. If you come across something that you aren't sure about, take a photo and do some research. Speak to a colleague. Email me. Your client won't mind you doing this before finalising your report. You need to take time to study 5839 and get to grips with the technical side of where detectors should be installed and understand the exceptions. For example, detectors should be installed within 1.5 metres of lift openings and within the lift shaft itself. Detectors should be 500 millimetres clear of any obstacles in all directions, 
where this is possible. In some small rooms, you won't achieve this. The standard clarifies what counts as a void, so you know when you can exclude them. Tell me more, I hear you say. I'm afraid not. Buy the standard like I have and spend time studying it. You won't regret it. I'll leave you with a few more bits of advice that have always helped me carry out a thorough inspection. Take your time when on site. Small talk, but don't get distracted by it. It's really easy to be misled. Get a copy of the building plans and tick off each room as you walk around. And remember to always look up. Thank you for listening to my podcast. I hope it has helped. If you have any questions or anything you'd like me to cover, please email me at leviterran at outlook.com. That's L-E-V-I-T-E-R-R-A-N at outlook.com. Thank you.